Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Noticing. I'm your host, best-selling author Johnny B. Truant, and I'm here to help you give the muse the finger and make life your muse instead. In each 10-minute episode, I'll tell you how I spun something mundane into inspiration and show you how to do the same. If you've ever wondered how to write better, how to be creative, how to get more ideas, you're in the right place. Let's start noticing. Today, I learned that there are actual self-driving cars in Austin right now. That was a shock to me. I had heard about the idea of self-driving cars in sort of a sci-fi way. I'm not the most up-to-date on the news and all that. I don't pay attention to any of that. So some of you may be like, well, you idiot. Of course, this was an obvious thing. That said, it was a noticing to me, and the person that it's a noticing to is ultimately the person that's going to end up mattering when there's a noticing at hand. The point is, I knew that Tesla's had this auto drive thing. I had heard about, like I said, the idea of self-driving cars being on the horizon, but it was always posed in this weird kind of either overly optimistic or overtly sci-fi sort of way, sort of like how we were all promised flying cars. Now, I mean, flying cars are kind of dumb. The idea that you would just leave air traffic control up to the average person or require the average person to somehow check in with an air traffic control. But self-driving cars, honestly, didn't feel that far from it for me because there were just too many variables. How do you know what you don't know with a self-driving car? How do you know all the things to tell it to do? And as a matter of fact, I did hear an anecdote. Well, I guess it's not an anecdote because that implies that it was kind of amusing. This is more like a tragedy where there was uh, maybe early on in in these the, the experience with these self-driving cars, I learned this later, that one of them hit somebody who was walking a bike because it had been trained to know what a bicyclist looked like, somebody who was riding a bike. But the idea of somebody who was walking a bike isn't something that the engineers or the programmers thought to tell it about, and so therefore it didn't know. And it's one of those things where Well, how can you possibly know all the things to know? And so this is what's going through my head when I thought about self-driving cars. And I even knew somebody who um, their kid didn't want to learn to drive because the idea was that self-driving cars were going to be here soon enough anyway. But that felt to me like, okay, that's ridiculous. Well, with all of this in my head, then I'm hanging out with some people the other day and somebody mentions these cruise cars. I think it's I think it's C-R-U-I-S-E. It might be C-R-U-Z. And they said something about these cruise cars going around the University of Texas at Austin. And I said, well, holy crap, I've seen those. And I I had. I had uh, gone to drop my son off at the dorm and I drove past and there was this uh, car that drove by with like, it looked like the Ghostbusters car because it had all the stuff on top. If you remember the original Ghostbusters uh, hearse, it had all these this equipment on top, and that's kind of what it looked like. And so I, I figured it was like a Google car, but I had seen enough of them that I was sort of like, oh, is is like I paid attention to cruise, and I was actually going to look it up. Why are there all these cars out driving around? Is it some sort of new rideshare? Well, it turns out they're self-driving cars. And I've since looked for them and watched one like making a turn in front of me, and it has no driver. And man, is that trippy. If if this is the first time you're hearing about this, if this isn't old news to you and you see a car driving with no driver, but it, it has a steering wheel, somehow that's even more ghostly than if it didn't have a steering wheel. And as a, an amusing PS, I was told later that 
they originally weren't supposed to have steering wheels, but it freaked people out to not have a steering wheel because somehow that implied the idea that somebody could jump in and grab it. Watch, they're probably not even hooked up. But I think that these cars are now even taking people. So you can like book one in the way that you would book an Uber and it will take you somewhere and it's just friggin' weird. So anyway, this is all to say that you know, I a lot of what I write is sci-fi. A lot of what I write is speculative in some way. And so I'm looking toward the future. And, you know, we sci-fi writers have this reputation of creating things that are then adopted by the wider world, or at least so we're either seeing them at the same time as future engineers are seeing them, or we're giving them ideas. So for instance, if you watched the old uh, Star Treks, you know, they had a little communicator that they would flip open and they would say, beam me up, Scotty. Well, that, I mean, the flip phone is basically that thing. And that was back in the 60s. And so that's just one of many, many examples of the ways that sci-fi authors have given ideas to the scientific community or the engineering community. But all that's to say is that if these things have been progressing without my knowledge as a sci-fi author or as, as other people, if there are other innovations out there that are that are already here and we're trying to extrapolate from the future to to move forward, I'm working from a faulty set of assumptions. If so I could really get this wrong and embarrass myself, I could have chosen a different so what if I what if I thought uh, robots will drive cars like actual robots will sit in the cars and they will they will drive them using pedals and a steering wheel but instead you know rather than this version of an autonomous car so first of all there's the negative of not wanting to look like a fool but then there's also the positive of knowing what to jump off from and when i say positive i mean in terms of using this for creativity using this in my particular case for like story fodder is if I'm starting with a world where everybody drives their own cars, humans, then I can go so far in extrapolating forward into the future without things getting kind of fuzzy and indistinct because the more chains in a series of assumptions or predictions that you make, the more likely you are to deviate from what will actually happen in the future. But if you're starting one step up, if I'm able to start with with cars that are being driven and everything that comes with that, with the, the idea of software that is able to recognize like sufficiently what people look like and what they're doing and the traffic laws and the lights and all that stuff. That gives me much further to much more to work on. I assume that these cars are all networked with each other, but what happens when all of the self-driving cars are talking to each other, but also to the wider internet? And what if in an area there aren't any people who are driving cars at all and it's all self-driving. Well, that feels like that would be really safe, at least for the other cars, because they're all talking to one another. And so they know where each other are and you aren't dealing with the wild card of humans and having as much of that, because that feels pretty safe as an assumption. Like that feels like something that I can pretty safely assume is fact pretty much right now. Like I can say that that sort of thing will happen at least in some areas, at least in some applications. And so the more grounded I am, at my starting assumption, the more, the better predictions and the better sci-fi that I can write going forward. So that's just one thing, knowing for like predictive writers that we have a further grounding point to start on. But then there's a wider idea of there are other things that we're, we're missing and moving away from specific like driver driverless cars. What about other knowledge in the field? Are there 
writing softwares or planning softwares that um, I'm not aware of. You know, I use Scrivener. That's my writing software of choice. But um, I and some partners were we were trying to make story software called Story Shop. Well, that didn't end up going anywhere. But if something like Story Shop existed, it was much more of a world building tool. And if if it had happened, it would have been a really revolutionary thing that I needed to stay current on. So what are you staying current on? What, how well are you staying current with your current field? Like if you're in electronic music or something, then that's a really big deal. It's a bigger deal than for me as a writer. But all of this also lets us, gives new things to comment on, to question, to challenge. You know, the world is always changing. And to some degrees, the future is already here. So remember that that new future, a better understanding of the present, sorry, a better understanding of the present gives you the better ability to comment on the present. Whereas if you are misinformed about the way that technology or whatever your field is, is currently working, then you have fewer comments you can make on it. And a lot of the point of art is to address those comments. So staying current on just, I'm not big on staying current on current affairs, but on the things that impact your fiction, there's a lot out there that you might not know. And that's the bigger question is, what don't you know and what can you know to use as a larger grounding point and a larger jumping off point for creativity? All right, that's it for today. If you'd like more, there's a full article about every episode on my website at johnnybtruant.com as well as show notes and transcripts. If you find value in what I do, please consider becoming a member of the site. Just click on membership at the top. Members get extra weekly episodes of the podcast, extra companion articles, my current in-progress book if you're into that sort of thing, and more, all for just a few bucks a month. It's basically like buying me a cup of coffee. If membership isn't for you, please show your support by subscribing, sharing, reviewing, all that good stuff. It really does make a difference. Thanks for listening and stay curious.